Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Starting big school, whether that's prep or kindergarten, is a big step for most kids and their parents. There's nothing quite like seeing your tiny child in an oversized school uniform to make you a bit weepy. And not every kid is excited to go to school. Some are scared, others are shy. So how can we, as parents, best support our child when they start school? Gabby Stroud is a former primary school teacher who is passionate about education. She's written two books, Teacher and Dear Parent. Hi, Gabby. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Thanks for having me here today. It's a pleasure. How do we know that a child is ready for school? Well, that's almost like asking how long is a piece of string because um, children are not standard models. They're not like cars that come off the factory showroom floor. Every child is different according to their background and according to their given DNA and the innate intelligence and curiosity that they have. So it can be a difficult question because it's not just a matter of saying they're ready at a particular age. So there are a few little clues that we can look for when we're thinking about sending our child to school. Things like, um, are they able to write their name and are they comfortable holding a pencil? Don't panic if they can't yet write their name. They can still be school ready. But do they have a basic understanding of numbers and an interest in, in books and and learning, a general curiosity about the world? Are they asking why and wanting to know things? Are they able to make choices and do they have ideas of their own? And can they follow two or three instructions? Another good indicator that kids are ready to attend school is if they can separate quite happily from their parents and their carers for a length of time. They're happy to say goodbye and go off and have a play at a friend's house or go to Nana's house or, you know, have time with just with dad or just with mum without sort of having a huge meltdown if their primary caregiver isn't there. We're also watching to see that they can interact really well with others and be able to concentrate. School is a lot of, as much as um, schools really try their best to be engaging places, we just can't seem to avoid a bit of sit down and be quiet. There's quite a bit of that <laughs> at school. So, you know, can your child sit down and concentrate and, and take on a task? And then there's just those other sort of general physical things, you know, are they able to manage a school bag and, and to feed themselves their lunch? Are they toilet trained? Can they um, know where their hat is and remember to put it on their head, those kind of physical self-care skills. That, they're, the, they're the things that we look for to say, yes, if a child can do those things, then they're ready to have, a, have their best go at big school. If you know your child is nervous about mm-hmm. going to school, maybe a bit afraid, what can we do as parents to help that transition? Because we can't sit with them all day at school. We can't, you know... Uh, drop them off for half a day and Mm -hmm. and come back for them like we could at daycare. Mm. Are there ways we can support them if they're feeling nervous? Yeah, there's lots of things we could do. And the first thing I would suggest is if their nerves are really beyond the normal realm of what your child seems to be when they're a bit nervous about something, it could be worth considering not sending them this year. Going to school is not something you want to rush 
So if you're, if you're in doubt and if your child's nerves are causing you nervousness and massive doubt, then you're better off to wait. No child ever suffered from going to school too late, but kids do end up in a bit of a cycle of playing catch up if they're sent too early. So it's definitely worth exploring if it's a bigger problem. But just if it's general sort of nerves and you know this is just something that once your kid gets going, they're going to love school, then what we just need to do is be just generally supportive. So as a parent, we need to relax. Our kids are like, um, you know, they tune into us as parents like they're tuning into a radio frequency. So if we're giving out nervous vibes, they'll pick them up. So we need to have a relaxed and positive attitude. It's great to drive past the school fairly regularly and let kids know, you know, there's your school and just remind them they would have been there for orientation, but just to put it into their sort of visual memory and their context, their local context. We can practice using lunch boxes and school bags and things like that as well at home. Have a little, let's sit outside and eat our lunch and, you know, the parents can pack it like it's a, a school lunch. And then you can get to see, can my child operate this lunch box and, and undo their drink bottle and things like that. I'd also suggest that you do the very extensive first day photo shoot that all parents really love to do. <laughs> it's great if you could actually do that photo shoot a couple of days before of course, on their real first morning, snap off a couple of pics, that's fine. But it can just add so much nerves and stress and really heighten the sense of occasion to astronomical proportions if we're having this big, elaborate, staged photo shoot, you know, half an hour before we're walking in the school gates. That's just going to add to their nerves and anxiety. It's important to talk about it, you know, fairly regularly with kids, you know, not long now till big school and, you know, what do you think it'll be like and talking to them about your first day of big school and what that was like, making sure you're, that, that everyone in the family is getting enough sleep and that we're all eating well and getting in good health and sort of preparation for school readiness because those first few weeks of school, they're big weeks. They're big weeks for the parents and, and for the kids as well. So we need to sort of look after ourselves in, those, in that week leading up to going to school. And the other thing I'd suggest to parents, if you've got a nervous child, please do not make promises that you're not going to be willing to keep. So don't make promises like, I'll stay with you all day. Or if you're still upset at recess, I'll pick you up. Because the kid is smart and the child will just be upset <laughs> by recess and you'll be having to knock off work and go and pick them up. And and really try your best to avoid bribery and things like, you know, if you if you go off to school today, I'll buy you a toy. I have seen parents who are still buying toys well into term two as a method of coaxing their child to school. And we don't want that either. By all means, at the end of the first day or whatever, celebrate with a, you know, let's go and get a milkshake or let's go and typically the first day is unreasonably hot day, you know, so celebrate <laughs> with an icy pole or something special at home or turn the sprinkler on at home and have a paddle about and talk about your day. But don't make promises that you're not going to be able to keep and sustain um, as a means of trying to bribe your child into going to school. Um, should parents be looking for playdates? You know, sometimes kids will go from a daycare centre to a local primary school or you can meet parents at orientation day. Is it a good idea to set up playdates with other kids in the same year? Yeah, sure. It absolutely can can be. And I mean, that's just part of, you know, helping our kids grow up is that ongoing socialisation that our, that our children need. It's important right from when they're babies. It's not necessary to go over the top with playdates just before we start sending our kids to school. 
because actually what school is more like, it's it's not really like a play date. You know, when kids are there in the classroom and in the playground, it's a little bit more like a the jungle. <laughs> it's not this sort of um, lovely curated play at a friend's house where there's parents watching and, and listening and looking on constantly and orchestrating the play. It's much more, I was going to say a free-for-all, that's not quite right, <laughs> but it is much more organic. You know, kids are just out there playing. So um, I would suggest that in terms of preparing your child for school, it's just as valuable to take your kids to the local park and let them have a play and just be watching how's your child interacting with other kids. And as a parent yourself, you know, go and approach another parent and say, hey, my kid's starting at the local school, you know, what school does your child go to? Modelling to your child how we make friends and how we interact, letting your child know it's okay to have a, have a play with these other kids here. Seeing if your child can can ask to join in with a game or to can play with another child and introduce themselves, you being there can just encourage that as well. It's also important to realise that kids at that age, that beginning school age, for them, even when they're watching another kid play or if they play nearby another kid, for children of that age, they feel and believe that they are playing together. So mm. it, it doesn't always look like, kids being best buds and really hanging out and having a great game of tips or hide and seek. It can just look like two kids playing near each other. That that can be the beginning of successful school socialisation. What does the first day actually look like for kids? Everyone is nervous, especially for, for kids at the first time at their big school. Even if they come in with a lot of bravado, everyone is nervous. Even the teacher, the kindergarten teacher or the prep teacher is nervous too because they are about to get an unknown quantity and they're stuck with them for a year. <laughs> uh, those, ki- those teachers in year three and five and six, they've sort of read previous reports on these children. They might have taught them the year previous or talked with a colleague. But for the prep and kindergarten teachers, this is an unknown quantity and it's all about to happen and unfold in their classroom. So everyone is nervous. Generally, everyone's overprepared and and this is true for the kids as well. You know, mum, dad, stepmom, stepdad, whoever the carers are have done that. Now, here's your lunch. Here's your hat. If you're you're hot, take your jumper off. If you're cold, put, you know, we're loaded up with instructions and this is your bag and here's your spare pair of underpants. And the teacher is equally overprepared. She's planned lessons for in case no one gets picked up at the right time and, you know, prepared for buses and every catastrophe that could go on between the start of the day and the home time. And whilst we're all completely overprepared, nothing will go to plan. You can be absolutely (laughs) sure of it. So it's a beautiful, the first day for teachers and for kids is a beautiful mix of preparedness and chaos both at the same time. And if we all survive the same, the the, the first day, if we all survive Mm. that, then we're all going to be okay because it only ever gets better after the first day. (laughs) The first day is actually pretty much guaranteed one of the worst days because it is that chaotic jumble. For kids, though, it can feel very much like preschool or the daycare experiences that they've had. But I really believe that for kids it it feels like a far more longer day for them and it also is much more as I said earlier sit down and be quiet there's a lot less sort of free time and free choice 
once they're at big school. It's it's a much more scheduled, routine, organised kind of day. And I do notice kids sort of comment on that. You know, when do we get to just play with all this stuff? And they'll often start asking by about 12.30, is mum coming to pick me up soon? Like, is it nearly time oh, yeah. to go home? So I do think for, for our little ones it does feel like an extraordinarily long day. And what do, what do teachers want parents to know about starting school? I think the thing that teachers would really like parents to understand is that whilst you as a parent is just, you're just starting off your one precious little child, as a teacher we're starting off 20 precious little children and some of those children have needs and backgrounds and experiences that will be very, very different from your precious little ones. And as a teacher, we're trying to create a reasonably level playing field where every one of those precious little beings can thrive and survive and have success. So I suppose teachers would really like parents to deeply understand that, that as much as we're working all year long to meet the needs of your child, we're also trying to meet the very varied needs of all those other children as well. So I'd like to sort of suggest that parents could um, sort of support their child's teacher in two ways. So the first way being by supporting their own child. So if, if every parent is doing their best to support their own child as best they can, that's really helpful. But the other thing is if we can bring a mindset of supporting the school and the broader learning community. So not sort of going in with I help out by supporting my child but going in with that attitude of I support my child but I also support this school and this this group of children and this this learning community. If parents, and, and I've seen it happen, when parents bring that attitude, very powerful learning can happen for all the children in the group. So. I think for parents to better understand that too, it's about if we if we just consider that when our child goes to school, they're actually learning so much more than just reading and writing and, and literacy. Big school is where we start to learn that the world is a bigger place than just our home and just our daycare. And in that big world, there are people beyond just ourselves and our family group and our friendship group. School is where we first start to see this cross-section of society that we live in and we learn important skills about how we interact in that society just by going to school. It's actually called the hidden curriculum, you know, all this other stuff that we learn at school that's not actually written in the curriculum. So as a parent, if you can understand that, then it will help you to recognise the need to not just support your child but to support the school or to support the entire class group. If we're looking at the first days and weeks mm. of kindergarten, like parents can be, as you mentioned, overprepared for the first day, mm. what is the best support we can give our kids as the days roll into weeks, roll mm. into months? Mm. That first day is exhausting for everyone and then it just compounds. <laughs> you know, kids, it's so gorgeous to watch the little kindergarten kids and prep kids come out of school on that very first day and a lot of them have the expectation of, well, what are we doing tomorrow? Like I did school. Yeah. I went to yeah. school. That's that done. <laughs> what's, on, what's on the schedule for tomorrow? And then they're sort of faced with this daunting realisation of, oh, my gosh, I have to go every single day for the rest of this year and then for the next, you know, 13 <laughs> years or whatever it plays out for them. 
So I think combating the exhaustion of the first few weeks is one of the most important things families need to be prepared for. So parents need to be ready to look after themselves. First of all, you can't look after your kids well and support your kids well if you're not looking after yourself. So put yourself at the top of the care factor list that you've got. But for your family, I'd be allowing for plenty of sleep. Little ones are going to need very early nights during that first couple of weeks of school. I'd be keeping weekends pretty free for some rest and recovery. In those first few weeks, you're going to want to develop routines um, that support your family. Um, and integrate school life. So when are the home readers going to be done? You know, that sitting down with your child and reading the book with them that they've brought home from school. When are bags going to get packed? How are lunchboxes going to get unpacked? Where is the new school uniform going to be laid out the night before? Where are our school shoes going to live? Setting up all those routines at home to make the mornings and the evenings run more smoothly and to take the stress out of going to school. And also, too, I'd suggest giving your children wings, you know, let them put their shoes on or zip up their bags. If if a child can do something for themselves, let them. But we just need to be mindful they're slower at getting these new things done. So allowing time for that. Communicate with your teacher is another important thing in those first few weeks. If there's a problem, do not let it fester. Go in and, and speak to the teacher. But also understand that if you do not hear from the teacher, No news is good news. You can presume your little one is tracking along really well. Of course, if you haven't heard anything after a couple of weeks, I'd be knocking on the door saying, is everything okay? And and just checking in, that's absolutely valid. Just be communicating effectively with your teacher. Find that that happy medium of the check-in versus drilling them for information on everything your child did that day. That's not helpful for anyone and it just takes the teacher away from the work that they that they wanted to, to get done for your child. So, yeah, I think too, the, especially for our kids, that first couple of days of school, when they get home from school, just like us when we get home from work, we don't really feel like talking about work. You know, we want to have a drink, we want to kick off our shoes, we want to do some stuff around the house. Our kids feel the same. So the best time to talk about how was your day at school might be at bedtime or over the evening meal or when you're out of an evening taking the dog for a walk, whatever it might be. So have some open-ended questions ready for those times, you know, things like what was the best thing that happened at school today and what book did your teacher read with you today? Did something funny happen at school today? Can you remember and tell me? Because if we just ask kids, how was school today? They'll say, good. Yes. You know, so these open-ended <laughs> questions open it up a lot more for them and give them scope to tell us a story about something that happened at school. So an open-ended question asked at the right time will tell you more about a child's day than just that when we pick them up immediately. How was school today? Good. Did you have a good time? Yes. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of information to go on. So just find that natural place where your child feels comfortable telling you about what, what's happened for them in their in their work day because essentially once they're at big school, this is this is their working day. Gabby, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me and good luck to all those newbies that are starting big school. I'll be especially thinking of you and all those parents out there. Take care of yourselves and um, make sure once you drop them off, you've got your support crew ready for a coffee and a, and a <laughs> tissue. Have a little cry together. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Gabby. Thank you. That's author and former primary school teacher, Gabby Stroud. 
Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time. Thank you.